0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Welcome to The Shit Show. everybody and welcome to a very very important episode of the shit
2: show kia ora everyone nice to be here we are going to be talking about something that
1: we've actually wanted to talk about for a long time for a long time we're going to be talking about nightclub culture and the sexual assault that is kind of it's normalized right. yeah. yeah normalized within clubbing and how this kind of permeates the rest of the world outside of nightclubs but how it really really thrives in this gross culture in the clubs exactly so
2: Lucy and i are both from new zealand if you can't already tell by our accents wellington is the capital of our little country and at the moment there's so much shit about the nightclubs in Wellington and how gross they have become, how the streets at night are just unsafe and how sexual assault is
1: rising. And we've experienced it. We went to university in Wellington and so we wanted to take this past Wellington and Mm -hmm. we asked you guys over Instagram about what it's like in the rest of the world and it's the fucking same. It's the
2: fucking same. And the thing is, because New Zealand's not in lockdown, our clubs are like... And happening. And yeah, as they're normal. happening. They're thriving. So we have been out there and I've
1: been out there recently. And I can tell you, it's a pretty dismal place to be. It's fucking gross. And we need to talk about why nightclubs seem to be this free-for-all to just do whatever you want. And why largely guys think it's okay or it's what girls want. To be grinded on or touched or, you know, made out with without being spoken to. Like, why is this okay?
2: Because Luce and I know exactly how we feel when we go to club and what we want and what we don't want. And we were wondering if it was the same for everyone else. And it seems to be, I mean, well, at
1: least our audience anyway. Or at least the hundreds (laughs) of thousands of people that responded to these. shit, we got a big response. We got a huge response. So we decided, look, it's time to talk about it. And we really, really, really want this conversation to fall on the right ears for once. I mean, me and Liv talk about this stuff all the time and a lot of other women or groups of women talk about this all the time. But
2: we feel like we're preaching to the choir. We are preaching to the choir.
1: These conversations fall on
2: deaf ears and this is why change just does not happen. And so for this conversation, we are going to largely be talking about about men and we want to be talking to men because we love guys like we want to have a great time with
1: them when we're out and we just want them to know how their actions make us feel exactly and me and Liv were even talking before we haven't stood up and said hey guys you know to our guy friends we don't like being touched or grinded on in clubs we've never actively said that to them and we're wondering why so this conversation is
2: all about blatancy and transparency And we really hope that some
1: guys can hear what we want to say to them. I know. And we want to, like, we love you. We want to do this nicely. Exactly. And we want you to share this with your mates and for this not to fall on deaf ears. So everyone can have a good time. Yeah, we all just want to be having a good time. And just a content warning, obviously, we're going to be talking about sexual assault and we've asked for your stories. So we will be outlining some pretty graphic stuff. So if you don't have the capacity to take this on right now, just, you know, press pause Go and listen to something lighter, one of our other podcasts, you know, some of them are a lot more humorous and easy to listen to, but we really do recommend that you continue listening because it's a very important conversation that we're about to have. So
2: we thought the best way to start this chat off was to give a few of our own experiences and anecdotes around clubbing and we're kind of
1: opening up a new side of ourselves to the audiences here. (laughs) We've never
2: really talked about our personal lives. No because
1: I don't that's not really what people care about usually but in the context of this I think it's kind of important. Yeah I think it's relevant. I mean Luz and I are both
2: relatively tame. We're pretty tame but we're not girls that necessarily love the clubs and love going out. I mean we have in the past
1: but it's not like a go-to hobby. No we're not huge clubbers especially not now. I mean if we look back at high school me and Liv are from a small town and We were both... Yeah, pretty tame in high school. Liv had a boyfriend throughout high school. I was the head girl, so I kind of had that like. She had to be squeaky clean. <laughs> Except for that one formal after party. Oh, God. Oh,
2: no. So, you know, we weren't really particularly looking to go get with guys yeah. in clubs. And not that there's anything wrong with that at all. Nah, you do you. You like, do you. Fuck yeah. It. I wish I was a bit more like that, to Same. be honest. But, um, if I was
1: safer in the clubs, we probably would be. <laughs> exactly. I feel like when we got to uni, we really thought, and I think this is a uni. We thought that was our time where we had to just go nuts Mm -hmm. in the clubs. We thought that it was the clubs that was all going to happen there. And so, I mean, I... I'm pretty lucky that a lot of my experiences have been positive like at the yeah. start of uni when I was in my first year me and my friend I have this memory of us in a club we were both hooking up with a guy side by side and like high-fiving <laughs> at the same time like and that's pretty wholesome even yeah. though I don't know how it got from me being in the club to me hooking up with this guy um, another time I had been infatuated with this guy in one of my lectures and then, oh my gosh, again that's right. Saw him in town. Never thought I had a chance with him, but obviously he something was, worked He was out so into it. Yeah. And he was into it. And so again, that put me on top of the world. But then I've also had the obvious, like, mm-hmm. I mean, love you've had this too, the obvious dudes just coming up behind you and like grinding on you the groping the arse grabbing the like the leg slapping and like, like I'm really short and I get real claustrophobic and so when there's like dudes around I'm already like off it because they're way taller than me and I can't really breathe and then if they're like pushing up against you it's just it's get the much. fuck away from yeah, me absolutely I have been
2: to town for the first time in a while I mean we call it town I don't know if yeah. you guys call it that but been to the clubs yeah it feels so weird saying the
1: clubs yeah because <laughs> not even clubs but they are New Zealand standards. Exactly.
2: So maybe a month ago I went to the nightclubs um, for the first time in a while Yeah. and I wasn't that drunk so I was pretty cognizant of what was going on but three things happened that just fueled the fire for this conversation. Yeah. First I get into a club and by the bar this guy walks out of the bathroom walks past me like grabs my hips and like presses himself against me walks past and then looks back at me to like see if I'm like into it into it like and I like glad I fucking glad at him five minutes later my friend that I hadn't seen for a few years came up to me and was like oh my god Liv like so nice to see you let me introduce you to my boyfriend and it was that guy and (gasps) yeah yeah and I'm not close friends with this girl she's more of an acquaintance So I did not feel like I was in the position to be like, your boyfriend literally just... just groped me. Groped me. So that was number one. The same night I was talking, literally a friend of a friend talking to him. We had one like good conversation. He seems like a really lovely guy, mm-hmm. to be honest. But then he just started grabbing my waist And I was just sort of like, just because we have one good conversation, one, doesn't necessarily mean I want to get with you. Two, that's not the way to show your interest in me. Ask me out for fucking coffee or something. Three, I was just like uncomfortable and left the situation. And then I felt like the bitch. Do you know what I mean? Even though it was him that made you feel uncomfortable. And I seemed so standoffish. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing that happened in that same bar, I was talking to this guy who was Again, a friend of a friend. He seemed really, really lovely like we were talking. Half an hour later, we're on the dance floor and he starts grabbing me and I just turned to him and I was at the end of my tether and I said, please stop touching me. If you want to get to know me, talk to me. That's what I said to him. Oh, and he looked honestly, at me like I was But he looked at me like I was a fucking crazy bitch and he was like, Oh my god, sorry. And then like literally did not
1: talk to me for the rest of the night. You saying don't touch me to talk to me mm-hmm. is what we have found so so prevalent and the responses that we got to these yes. instagram questions like don't touch me to talk to me is pretty much the fucking crux of this whole night clubbing issue exactly and then the next morning I woke up with anxiety about that and
2: I think I text you and yeah, I was like loose I said this and I knew that it was absolutely you were in the right. fine to say and that I should say it and that's me standing up for myself but just like the reaction and like, when I tell other people, they're sort of like, oh, ha ha,
1: like, uh, awkward. But it's like, no, that's not fucking awkward. I mean, the social norm should be talking to someone before you touch someone. But when you're in a club, we've normalized this whole fucked up situation where it's like, you can just go in there and grab and touch whoever you want. You don't have to know their oh, names.
2: It's awful. Actually, one other time I was, I think this was last year, I was in a club. This 40 year old man slapped my ass and I turned around and I was like... Don't ever do that again. Okay. And then he was just like, oh my God, like I thought it was funny. It was just a joke. I was like, that's not funny. Like I did not find that funny.
1: Never do that again to anyone. And then like everyone's looking at me like I'm a crazy bitch. No, and I'm like, I had a similar thing, but it was when I was waitressing at a fucking nice winery. Oh and it God, was like, I remember this. don't slap my ass when I'm taking your order. Don't lean across the bar and try and kiss me and like bang your head on all the wine glasses. Luckily, my managers took it really seriously, yeah. which doesn't often happen in the, the clubs. clubs. Often it's just like, oh, like you get that just like yeah. in your room. Or, oh my God, just men can't take no for an answer, can they? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, they are some of me and Liv's experiences. I feel like between us and our group of friends, we've probably experienced the whole oh, spectrum shabang. of what can happen. Yeah. But we took it to Instagram as we often do. And honestly, you guys were so open and brave and just amazing with your responses to us that we've taken them. We've read them. We've read them all. Thousands, guys. Absolutely. Thousands of responses. Thousands of responses. Honestly, Pew Research Center should fucking hire us. Yeah. So our
2: first question was, how do people try and get with you? Slash, how do you try and get with them in nightclubs? I expected most of these answers, which is really fucking sucky to mm-hmm. be honest one of the first ones was they thought it was sexy to offer me drugs as a way of flirting
1: no i don't know if that's happened
2: to you before that hasn't happened to me but i can
1: fucking oh, well, it. yeah like when you're in town and actually when you get older and people are kind of offering you lines oh true stuff. no of yeah. course yeah, yeah.
2: That, if that fucking happens mm-hmm. all the time it's like it's like they have the power of yes. the drugs. it's
1: like oh my god oh. if you get with me you also get all of this first
2: <laughs> it's like i don't want any of that at all thanks mate males grab and touch me before speaking to me. This was just a huge one. It's just like basically being like, instead of opening their mouths and saying, hey, how are you? (laughs) Guys will go behind us, grab our asses. They'll
1: Put their hand on the small of their back as they're moving past you. And it's just like, you don't need to do that. Like, I'd rather you shove me when you're walking past me than touch the
2: small of my back. back In this sort of, like, weirdly romantic way. And it's like, you're a fucking stranger. And often you're, like, guiding your girlfriend along, so stop. Other things were guys shoving their hands up a girl's skirt to finger them. This is seriously,
1: seriously disgusting. I mean, this is actual sexual assault i mean all of this is sexual assault but this is like you can't even this, there's no gray area yeah. i just wanted to actually bring up
2: the proper definition of sexual assault because i think a lot of the time we're really shy about saying these two words we want to be like oh he was a bit touchy he was a bit grabby but like Sexual assault is an act in which a person intentionally sexually touches another person without that person's consent or coerces or physically forces that person to engage in a sexual act against their will. So
1: it's literally someone touching you sexually when you don't want them to. Exactly, and I think this is a huge part of the problem is that we are not taught that we're allowed to label all these fucked up things as sexual assault, even though they are. I mean, back to what you were saying about people getting fingered in clubs, you know. I lived in Colombia for a little while, and it's no different over there. I was in a club, and a similar thing happened to me. And I woke up the next morning being like, what the fuck? And at the time, I was like, what happened? And I texted you like, guys. Confused. Yeah. like, confused. Like... Oh my god, did that actually just happen? Because you're kind of in a state of shock. And now when I look back on it, I'm like, actually, Lucy, what the fuck? That's not okay. And we have other friends that this exact same thing has happened to. Oh my
2: god, like, honestly, I can't even tell you how common it was on this response questionnaire. Like, one girl said it was her 21st birthday and she was standing on a stage. Yes, I've read that. Yes, and a guy in, like, the crowd put his fingers up her dress honestly like reached up and it's like who's telling these people that this is okay like what do the people around them say why isn't everyone like stopping the music being like get the fuck out of the club i know Oh my gosh, there were so many. If someone offers me a drink, I always politely say no, but you can talk to me. Because there's this whole thing about buying girls drinks. And really, it just makes girls feel pressurized
1: to give the guy a guilt skills into giving them something in return. Buying you a drink isn't buying your time. Like, No, it's not exactly. It's not buying you. your attention. And then there's also... The amount of drink spikings that happens. Oh my god, absolutely. Which which is is so fucking fucking scary and fucked up. I mean, women are taught how to hold their glasses so that a drug won't get slipped into there or to always be watching your drink and it's like well why aren't dudes being taught not to drug out and it's really fucking hard to
2: always be watching your drinks what so while you're dancing on the dance floor you're just like covering this little thing like you can't have a good time yeah i mean logistically
1: it's a nightmare as well so (laughs) Yeah, yeah logistically it really
2: is like one girl said i don't go out anymore and then stop touching me in caps yeah I mean, That's how I think a lot of us feel. Yeah,
1: I' read so many saying, I've actually stopped going out to clubs, and it's like, but yeah. they just want to dance and have a good time, but it's being ruined for them.
2: There was a girl that said she was getting grinded on by a guy, and then she turned around and said, like, sorry, I've got a boyfriend' And then he said to her, well, then why are you here? And we were actually talking about this because it's like sometimes girls can feel like guys don't want to talk to them unless they're single and unless there's the chance that they'll yeah. Get with you. And that, well, that's
1: how it feels. It, that's how
2: it feels. And like, for I'm sure a lot of guys, they do just want to genuinely have a good time and yeah. make friends with girls out on a night out. And because that's what
1: most of us want. But I think that's the whole problem is that it's been so normalized that mm-hmm. going out to a club means that you're going to pull or get a girl or whatever. That if you say no or you don't give them the attention they yeah. want, they're just like, right, well, I'll find one that will come home with me.
2: Oh, it's crazy. And actually, there was a guy that responded to our questionnaire and he said, if you just walk up and start dancing on a girl, 90% of the time she is going to be creeped. And the other 9%, I mean, this only adds to 99%, i am not sure where the other percent went, but the other 9% is a way too fucked up to give consent. Yeah. And that's pretty bang on,
1: I think. To be honest, I had a lot of guys in the responses saying... Please tell me what I can do. Give me something constructive because I have no idea how to approach a girl without being seen as a creep.
2: Which is so fair because I think that's what happened to me when I was
1: talking to that mutual friend. He was a nice guy. But they just think for some weird reason, there's this massive dissonance between what they think we want... And what we want. Like, what are the conversations... I would love to know the conversations they're having with their mates. I actually had someone message me and say, I've just had a really long conversation with my partner about this. Okay. And he told me that largely while girls are in packs in the clubs yeah. guys are lone wolves so they are kind of there oh. they're not keeping all eyes on their mates like girls are with them yeah. so guys kind of go off on their own pursue who they're wanting to pursue yeah. none of them know what each of the guys are doing and so if they find out something about their friend they can be like nah he wouldn't do that you know he's a good guy he's not like that but it's because they're not keeping eyes on each yeah. other in the clubs and then talking about how they're all acting they're not looking at the behaviour of their mates no because they are all kind of one-track minded in the clubs and yeah. acting on their own whereas girls are all in packs watching over their friends you know that's making true we all are okay. often just like
2: where are my friend oh there's yeah. loose there's ruby like yeah. i'm looking around making sure everyone's like all good mm-hmm. we're all having a good time but no guess,
1: guys yeah. aren't holding each
2: other accountable the second question that we asked was any like standout moments or anecdotes that you've got for us when it comes to clubbing there was one told this guy my foot hurt and he started massaging them
1: kissing my foot Imagine that happening in a club. I'm sorry. But then like, you know, what's off the cards at the club? Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Apparently everything's on the cards at the clubs. One girl said, walking out of a club, placed my hand on my hip and there was a big blob of cum on her hip. So like, oh, my had God. been grinding on her and literally came, okay. jizzed on her.
1: And the fact that these aren't that shocking... Yeah. It's like what's so, so fucked up.
2: There was also a girl who said that she was hit on by a woman aggressively one night. And then she realized that she couldn't even hide in the bathroom, which I think is usually a getaway plan. Yeah. Um. There was also a guy who said he was strongly come onto by a girl and... She asked where he was from, and then he said wherever the town he was from. And then she was like, no, where are you really from? Because he wasn't white. And he said he felt really fetishized, and then he couldn't push her away. She kept trying to kiss him, and he was, like, dodging her because he's like, I can't get physical with a woman. So, you know, like, there are occasions where this happens as well. I mean, I was talking to one of my guy mates about this situation, and he was like, well, I've had quite a few instances where girls will come up and just grab my crotch because they think it's really funny. And I was like, actually, that does happen. Yeah. And that's not all good. Like, it's really not all good. And we cannot be doing it. Yeah, it's the exact same thing. It's obviously not solely on one group of people. No, exactly. And this response was really interesting in the sense of consent culture and how it really is the culture that is fucked up because she said she's part of... The lifestyle? I don't actually know what this is, but I think it's like a swingers thing. And have been to many kink and swingers clubs where culture is king. I can walk half naked through a club and not feel objectified. But as soon as she gets to a mainstream club, she's really uncomfortable because people are all up in her space. So it's really interesting,
1: you know, you can act certain ways if the culture of consent is is in place is implied as well like Mm. if consent is the norm then of course you'll feel safe but in normal nightclubs consent's not the norm we also had a whole lot of people saying they feel way safer in gay clubs and exactly that's because largely people are there to have a really fucking good time and dance and appreciate each other that's so crazy there was also a female bouncer
2: from wellington that came into our responses and she said that basically every weekend she's sexually assaulted and groped
1: we had another response from someone in the nightclub industry Mm -hmm. saying male bouncers eye up young girls give them drink cards and then take them home at the end of the night. Shit. They said it's a huge problem where they are. don't know where they're from, but they said the amount of bouncers that go home with young women. And it's like, these are meant to be the people that are protecting you. Well, that's another thing I want to talk about. Because mm-hmm. bouncers, let's be real. What do they really do except for let their friends get to the front of the line so they can have this weird power play. It is. That was what I was going to say. It's and this then weird throw these same friends out when they get in fights. Mm-hmm. Like... What are they actually doing to protect women? Another
2: thing that a lot of people do is fake kissing a girlfriend to get out of awkward situations. Oh, I think, I'm bring I'm pretty a dude. Sure
1: we might have done that before. Yeah, or you bring a guy with you because it makes mm-hmm. you feel safer and you can say is your boyfriend, it's my Which boyfriend. Is like, yeah. Just so fucked exactly. Um one girl
2: got her boob Bitten. So this stranger was grinding up on her and then he went and bit her boob. Another had a guy dare her to go to his house. She was drunk and alone and he said, I'll pay you $200. I dare you for $200 that you come back home with me.
1: It's fucking me off because what is going through their heads making them think that any of this is. Okay. And it's not like we've just pulled the craziest no, stories. This out is of... every single story was crazy. Every single story was on these lines. This was from 24 hours of a question box being up on our Instagram story. Like people said that guys would come
2: up to them with their dicks out and
1: rub their dicks, their bad dicks. No. On people. Like, no, this like, is insane. No. I read some that were sent to the DMs that were like, Oh, no, there was one horrible one where a guy had been, like, following a girl around and trying to get with her. Mm -hmm. She said no. She kept saying no. And then he, like, shoved her and threw his drink at her face. Glass and all at her face. She told the manager and the manager was just like, oh, some guys, you know, won't take no for an answer. Another girl oh. got pushed down some concrete steps because she was trying to get away from a dude and the dude pushed her down the steps. She wasn't injured, but she was like, as well as sexual assault, there's physical, physical assault, assault that comes into this as well. There
2: is, and there's just like pure nastiness as well. Like when a girl says, no, please stop grinding on me. Like there were responses that said, oh, fuck off you lesbian. It's abusive and disgusting and, and upsetting. So upsetting yeah. where this is where we're supposedly
1: going to have a great time yeah this is where we go to let loose so another question that we asked was how would you prefer people to come and pick you up Mm. in a club or come and try and get with you yeah and the overwhelming the overwhelming answer was what we've already talked about talk to me don't touch me it was just i want people to say hi I don't want you to touch me. Everyone said, just do not touch me. Yeah. That's the first thing. That's the crux. It's the first rule. Don't touch me. Second thing, and this was a huge one, mm-hmm. never approach me from behind. Always approach me from the front. I wonder why.
2: Like, I I fucking wonder want to see
1: who you are. Another massive one was just like, if I'm in a club, don't talk to me. So many women were just responding saying, just don't. Yeah. Don't come up to me. Because do you that... think that's because everyone's used to when yes
2: we do get approached, it's always in a negative way? I'm sure it wouldn't be the same case if
1: most of the time guys came up to us and was like, oh, you know, it's so nice to see you. Like, what's going on? Like, if it was like having a conversation in a coffee shop, then women wouldn't be saying, don't come up to me. Yeah. We had a guy respond saying, it's a club. To expect roses and a gentleman is absurd. It's not absurd. The culture that we've created—that like anything goes in a club—is absurd. The the cult, the fact that you're saying you don't expect a gentleman in a club means that you think it's okay to be an absolute dead set fuckwit in a club. Like, why do you want to
2: be this horrific version of yourself in a club? And then as soon as you get out of the club, oh, I'm this gentlemanly like accountant or whatever you are. Oh, like, or do you feel the need to go out
1: and let off this? Sexual steam? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Another guy in the responses said, Just give me attention. I'm on the floor to be close to others. And please be chill if we grind together. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no. There not were wrong. only a few guys that responded to this. And yeah. like a few of them, most of them to be honest, were saying, Please, can you post those responses? Because yeah, like, I, like, I want I to know. I want to know. And that's what I want this conversation to be. We're not man haters. We love men, but we just, you know. We think there's just been this huge Disconnect. Yeah, this huge
2: disconnect between what guys think girls want on a night out and what we actually want. We just want to be respected like a normal human being. Like, where do guys actually
1: even get this idea of know. wanting grinding? I'd love to someone to do the history on nightclub culture and grinding yeah. and shit to see where it came from. And it's crazy because
2: three years ago when we were 18, 19, 20 even... It was just, oh, you go to a club and this is what happens. Guys grind on you and we're not going to think too much of it. But that's because we were socialized to not allow ourselves to think too much of it. It never
1: made us feel good. I think we should talk about why we think that there is this fucking free-for-all, like, no-holds-barred, like, you know, do whatever you want in the nightclubs. Do you have any kind of theories or...?
2: What I do think is that Yes, there are some, definitely some predatorial guys out there that go there. They know what they're doing. They know that it's harming people and they know they can get away with it because basically alcohol is involved and Mm -hmm. they think that they can use it as an excuse. It lowers their inhibitions. But the thing
1: is like, it's lowering your inhibitions to do the shit that you actually want to do. I actually do want to talk about that, that one of my theories as to why this culture can thrive is that. The involvement of alcohol and drugs makes everything just a little bit more vague, particularly in a court of law. So just the other day in the US, we posted about this. Um, There was a ruling where in a case of sexual assault, where the victim was drunk, it was ruled that you can't charge the perpetrator for rape, only a gross misdemeanor because the alcohol or drugs were taken voluntarily. So like this girl was drunk. And she had drunk herself. Yep, fine. We all do that. She hadn't been force-fed it. But because she had taken the alcohol or drugs herself, he couldn't be charged with a higher, more serious crime, which was rape. It went down to a gross misdemeanor. That is genuinely so upsetting and infuriating. And because it's the norm, alcohol and drugs in these clubs is the norm. And it makes everything a bit more so hard what, to prove, I what guess.
2: what we're saying as a society... Is that when people are vulnerable, you can do whatever the fuck you want
1: to them. I also think that in these situations, alcohol is made the villain. Drugs are made the villain. Things are put in place to attack alcohol and drugs, like, you know, sober cars. Clubs have to give you water. People are out there trying to sober you up on the streets. But who's there trying to stop the perpetrators of a sexual assault? Like, they're the real villains. Us using alcohol and drugs as a scapegoat is just not good enough.
2: And also just the whole bystander thing. Like we had so many responses saying this happened to me and no one did anything about it. Because people are too scared to disrupt the status quo that they don't want to like actually say fucking stop that. That's disgusting. Like get out my club. We should be able to rely on the people around us that if someone is being dangerous or in a dangerous
1: situation that those around us can help. Kind of on that, the people that are meant to be protecting us, like bouncers like we've talked about earlier, are throwing drunk girls out of clubs on their own in the streets. Like what? They need better education. Yeah, that is the thing. They need training. They need... Then again, us saying they need better education. You should know not to throw a drunk girl out of the club on her own or turn her away without her friends. And that's happened to me. I've been turned away on my own for being too drunk. I mean, it's just a plethora of things, isn't it? We don't have the answer. We can only kind of posit certain theories. Mm. In part two of this kind of series that I guess this is turning into, we talk to two girls that are from the capital, Wellington, and were just sick and tired of seeing the sexual assault happening in the nightclubs and feeling unsafe so they did a survey for anyone that has been sexually assaulted and they found some pretty fucked up things and we talked to them about how we can actually try and change this culture again it's really hard to find answers but at least we're having these conversations it's the starting point and hopefully things will snowball from here in a good way one way that you guys can help us keep having these conversations is by sending this to the people that aren't going to find it on on their own, or aren't going to choose to listen to it on their own, or maybe aren't going to want to hear it, but just, you know, send it to your mates that, you think might benefit from hearing this exactly and be shameless about it yeah you know if you have a
2: guy mate that does some pretty marginal marginal shit shit on the weekends and he has that sort of reputation maybe send it to him and be like hey like this isn't an attack I just think like you should know this shit
1: yeah and you know blame it on me and Liv don't say that it's not you saying this it's me and Liv saying it (laughs) so exactly blame it on us but that's one way that we think we can start to make what difference we can. This is us trying to be like, you need to fucking think hard about it. And talk about it with each other. And talk about
2: it with each other. And if you're a guy listening to this, like, tell your mates, like, be like, bro, that's actually not all good. You, like, grabbing that girl's waist yeah. when you don't know her.
1: She hasn't told you that you can touch her. Like, Or even go to your mates and be like... Have you ever thought about the fact that we just go into clubs and just grind and touch people like we would never do that in broad daylight? Exactly. I think that's where we're going to leave part one of this whole chat but as always, you can find us and talk to us about all of this on Instagram at Shit You Should Care About or at The Shit Show. We also have a Facebook group called The Shit Show Squad. You can pretty much find us anywhere, Exactly. People. Please rate and review this episode. To be honest, if you're going to do it for any episode, do it for this one because this is one of the more important conversations that we've been having lately. So it really does help us out.
0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods